ready for action in the squared circle. Stars from around the wrestling world. And we are witnessing a classic between two of the best. We have made history here tonight. Look at this atmosphere, incredible. We're gonna come out here and find out who the real man is. Yeah! yeah. Look at the pomp and circumstance. From coast to coast and around the globe. The history's gonna be made. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, it, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he bent me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name, that happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two men power trip of wrestling. asking for it. Social media has been asking for it. TNT and the AEW Women's Division, not so much. Sheeta, I heard you, and I heard you really well. So if you don't know me, let me introduce myself. Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa from the NWA. I come here to help you, no, to help me, to bring the women's division to the next level, to actually Put it on the map and get some respect that we deserve. So, on the pay-per-view, I don't come here just for scraps. I come here for your championship. So at All Out Cheetah, I have a request. Omaino, Beretoga, Hoshi. So you can understand me. And for all those that speak English and Spanish, vengo por el campeonato. I am here for this championship and nothing else. Hello and welcome.
Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. This is the feature episode, a part of the two-man power trip of wrestling podcasting empire. I am your host, J.P. John Paz, and on the show today, it is brought to you and sponsored by the United Wrestling Network. United Wrestling Network presents Primetime Live every Tuesday on pay-per-view via in-demand and on Fight TV. Just go to fight.tv for more. And, of course, that is United Wrestling Network's Prime Time Live. Speaking of Prime Time Live, the big character from the show, one of the big main eventers is on the show today, and that is the former Lucha Underground Trios champion, of course, NWA, AEW, and UWN superstar, the current NWA Women's World Champion, La Mira Mira, Thunder Rosa. And she is on the show for quite a great chat today. We get into a lot of different topics, including, of course, UWN and her matches with Priscilla Kelly and Serena Deeb will talk all about kind of where she's headed with them and where she's headed with the NWA. The NWA is not dead. Billy Corgan has this deal with the United Wrestling Network. It is a live and well. Obviously, the two main stars of Primetime Live are Nick Aldis, the NWA World's Champion, and the NWA Women's Champion being Thunder Rosa. So really right now, I mean, They've got a lot going on, and they got so many things coming on. They're going to have a UWN World Title Tournament scheduled as well. But with Thunder Rosa, we're going to talk all about not only United Wrestling, but we're going to talk about NWA and, of course, her time in AEW as well. Talk about her match versus Sheeta. We try to talk a little bit about the controversial match against Ivelisse. She doesn't really want to get into it. If you read some comments online, Ivelisse doesn't want to really get into it as well. There's a funny little moment here where I thought maybe I made some controversial comments and she dropped off. But we have a, a great laugh and a great joke about that in the interview as well. Also, we're just going to get into her MMA career as well. If you follow Combate Americas, you'll see that she made her debut last year. 0-1 to start it off, but she has no MMA experience whatsoever, and she did really well. She went into the uh, third round, lost the decision, but will be fighting again in the upcoming months, hopefully by February. It's interesting that she has just no background in it and was able to take to it so well. She does have a little bit of grappling experience, but really no professional experience as far as fighting background at all so i just really really cool to kind of get into that with her no pressure as far as being a, a pro wrestler but there is pressure being an mma fighter who is a pro wrestler who has a big name attached to her which she does right now i mean she's hot right now as far as just being completely over in the business when a lot of people aren't getting over in this covid this pandemic era has been a lot of like stagnation everybody's kind of stagnant but not her she's been able to rise above it really create a character that that you know what people want to see i feel like the women's division at aew was really lacking she came in and put a little bit of an injection in there so really good stuff all around great interview from thunder roaster really a lot of fun stuff before i send it on over to the interview just want to mention the other podcast part of the two-man power trip of wrestling podcasting empire taskmaster talks with kevin sullivan Taking to school with Dr. Tom Pritchard, Shane Douglas's Triple Threat Podcast, Just Incredible's Pro Wrestling 101, Rick Bassman's Talking Tough, University of Dutch with Dutch Mantel, and of course, Lavi Margolin's Trump Mania. So go to TMPT Empire for all the latest and greatest from the two-man power trip of wrestling, and you can follow all of our podcasts on Twitter and Instagram as well, at 
two-man power trip. So without any further ado, I'm going to send it on over to a great interview with the NWA, AEW, and UWN superstar, the NWA Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa. on the line right now is a former Lucha Underground Trios champion, the NWA Women's World Champion. Of course, she's an NWA, AEW, and United Wrestling superstar. She is La Mira Mira Thunder Rosa. Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. Hey, hi. How you doing, guys? Doing very, very good. And, of course, here to talk to you today about United Wrestling Live, UWN, Primetime Live on Fight TV and, of course, on In Demand as well. What are your thoughts so far on the UWN? Um, as far as, like, what they've been doing for the last two months or just, like, my, my match? In, no, just, just your overall feeling over, like, the last few weeks of what's kind of been going on, the, the general vibe, and uh, how you're liking it so far. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a great thing for, especially in California, because there's not a lot going on in California and, um, uh, a lot of different talent have been able to be um, highlighted there, uh, from males to females. So I'm um, I'm really happy for all my friends and and some of my colleagues that they're able to uh, still wrestle in, in these times of, of of the pandemic in a very safe way, especially when it's studio wrestling, because it gives you like another um, opportunity to do something different. I think um, wrestling in front of a crowd in an indie show versus wrestling in um in the studio is, is different so um it, it gives you a different feel uh also gives you like a different experience and it, it's really good for everybody so what is that like that feeling of being you know in, in the studio like really i mean it, there's it's safe environment there's no crowd. but what's it like for you is it hard to get kind of excited for the match do you wrestle any differently what's it like within those parameters i don't wrestle any differently i guess um I mean, you're still entertaining people that are buying the pay-per-view, you know, because uh, people are purchasing on Fight TV, either by package or just purchasing one time. You have to make sure that, you know, you're, you're not flat for those who are watching. It is interesting, you know, with, with Fight TV and obviously with pay-per-view and everything, but, you know, you could still kind of make money and a lot of people will still watch and be invested without physically being in the arena, it is, you know, it's definitely the the benefit of, of modern technology for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's a nice, that's a nice thing about doing shows like that. I mean, in the production is it, once you're there, I mean, like the lighting, the cameras, everything is actually really good. 
Now, as far as kind of the pandemic and what's going on, how have you kind of, you know, either, you know, been staying in shape and doing different things? Is it have been tougher? Is it harder? Do you still train the same way for wrestling, the, you know, with, with everything going on? How, like, how has that kind of adjustment been for you? Uh, well, I think it was uh, only like two and a half months that here in Texas things were really tight. And, um, and then in May, like the beginning of May, in April, like, we were able to start rest. I, I started, like, training MMA, like, full contact. Uh, we were all getting tested pretty often because one of our um, teammates, he was uh, getting ready for a fight in UFC. So we have to make sure that uh, whatever we do, we have to be responsible and we have to take care of each other because, I mean, we're talking about thousands of dollars that somebody can lose. And even us, like, we can we can lose, like, our, our my husband works, you know, so if I get – if I get the COVID, he can't go to work. So we're like, we're losing a lot of money. So we have to be very mindful of like not going out in big crowds that uh, we're using our masks or we're washing our hands. And uh, when people were, you know, getting uh, tested and then they were actually getting the COVID, we were being very, very careful and we, we all had to get tested all the time. So um, we use all the measurements that we we can to, to stay healthy. And um, right now here in Texas, like, the schools are open. People are training with their mask on or mask off. But um, in terms of, like, wrestling shows, uh, I mean, I run my own wrestling show, Commission Pro Wrestling. I, I require all the staff and the the, the talent to, to get tested prior to the show. Now, how's that going, Mission Pro Wrestling? Has that been kind of, uh, you know, obviously with COVID, there's a big road bump and, and that for everybody. But how's that going for you? Oh, it's going great, man. Uh, we're almost sold out on all our tickets. Uh, we're very thankful that we can actually have stuff outside. Uh, so we're we're wrestling outside, and it's cover on top. But it's everybody's very excited. Everybody's been uh, really, really given to to what we're trying to do, uh, running these shows, and is uh, mostly females in the roster and in in staff. So it's been pretty amazing, and. Um, uh, we're just like I said. I'm I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, the talent is really excited, and, and they're very supportive to to what we're trying to accomplish in the future. Now going back to United Wrestling and what's been going on there, I think you know you really made waves when you and Priscilla Kelly had the NWA Women's World Title match, and you main evented the show. What was kind of your kind of thoughts just looking back on that huge show for the second week for you know UWN and not only that for the NWA as well? I mean. I mean, it is important to highlight that you know, you, whoever gets in the in the ring with the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa, they're gonna have a good match. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just gonna be lazy and just become the champion, just give it to them easy. You know, they 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 will have a good match, and 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 that's what you will see. Anybody, even even if I'm not champion, anybody that steps in the ring with me, they're gonna have a good match. I mean, uh, my 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 whole goal as as a as an athlete and as a competitor is to uh, bring the best out of my opponent. And if I'm not doing that, well, I'm not doing my job, and I'm not being you know I'm not being challenged. That other that person's not being challenged. So what happened with Priscilla Kelly? I think like a lot of people were saying that that was one of our best matches in in her career. Um, and I mean, it has to do also because she had a great dance partner, um, but she was. She she brought it and I was I was really happy that she did, but she came in short on on taking that championship. Yeah, it was definitely kind of a critically acclaimed match. I feel like a lot of people did say that was her best match and you know her best showing. And you guys you know tore tore it down. Did you think 
that she was up to the task? Like, you know what I mean? Did you, did you think like, okay, you know, I'm going to have to work harder. Or you, you thought she's, you know, she's just as good. We're going to have a good match no matter what. No, I, 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 I always knew that she, she had this skill. Um, sometimes like uh, people cut her short because of, uh, for her gimmick. I think uh, oftentimes when we have a, a certain gimmick like that, people don't take us serious. But, I mean, I have seen her progress. I've seen her. She pretty much started around the same time that I did. I've seen her when she was completely like, like me, when she was super inexperienced and super green to to the point that she is now. And I know she's very technical, and I know um, that she will be able to uh, level up to, to what the expectations were. Was it on your mind, too, that, you know, she does the, you know, a little bit of a weirder gimmick or whatever you want to call it, a little bit, uh, eccentric with some of the gimmicks that was that on your mind too? Like, all right, I'm going to make her wrestle a very serious match just for the NWA women's title. Um, not necessarily, but you know, my style is, it's a very hybrid and, and I'm very, uh, very, um, let's see, very physical. So, uh, again, when, 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 uh, people stand in my ring, because of course it's my ring, uh, they need to make sure that, Whatever I'm bringing, they have to bring it back. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to eat their lunch. And coming up, you have a, a big match again for UWN. You and uh, Serena Deeb, who I think a, a lot of people know from her time in the WWE, uh, also AEW. But that is a, you know, she's a big-time veteran of the ring. She's been around forever. What are your kind of upcoming thoughts on that match? Well, there is a lot of thoughts, right? This will be the second time that we face each other. Um, I have a lot of respect for Serena Deep in many aspects and her, because of her career, because of how the energy that she brings in the ring and also because of her uh, great skills as a as, as a technician. Um, but um, on this particular match, um, I, you know, I haven't wrestled in about a month. So... I I come with a lot of like pin up anger and pin up like eagerness to to just get in there and um and whip somebody's ass. Um just to say the least. Um I know she will be ready. She's she's had many opponents from different parts of the world. She she's ready. I like I said when I faced her in AEW that that was one thing, but I think that this time we will have a lot more time. And definitely whatever happens in the ring, you know, she is going to have one of the most physical matches she ever had in a, in a while. So um, I hope she's ready. It's a lot of pressure on you when they tell you, hey, you know, you're the main event. People are paying or whatever they're paying for, you know, for Fight TV, whether it's a one-day package or the month package or whatever they're doing. A lot of pressure on you, like, hey, I got a main event to show and make this the best no. possible. It's, it's not that there's no pressure. The pressure is not for me. The pressure is for her. I mean, I know I'm main event material. I've shown it over and over again. Um, I I am ready. I stay ready. I stay focused. And my main focus is to entertain and to give the best that I can, however I can. And I show it over and over. If you give me five minutes, if you give me eight minutes, if you give me ten minutes, if you give me three minutes, I will still show you just as much fierceness. I will be just as fierce, just as just as uh, physical, and, and and just as ready to kick ass. And you mentioned you 
wrestled her on AEW Dynamite. You beat her on, on television. How did that kind of all come about? Not that match per se, but how did you going into AEW come about? It's it's, it's complicated. I, I didn't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> you will have to ask uh, um, the, the the main the main honchos of the company. I really don't know. Because it's just interesting. It's like, okay, you have this great promo on TV kind of introducing you to the AEW faithful. I think a lot of wrestling fans know who you are, but, you know, you're really introducing you to the AEW fans. Did you like the way they introduced you? Because that was pretty damn cool. It was, like, shocking because nobody knew it was happening, and all of a sudden you're making a promo on national TV. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because that's, uh, again, um, people are going to be like, a lot of people don't know who I was. And I had a very impactful promo, even though it was one minute, I said what I had to say, you know, it's like I went there for people to talk about women's wrestling. And ever since I stopped going there, people still asking for Santa Rosa because they want women's wrestling. So um, I did what I was supposed to do and people are still asking for it. So yeah, it was really cool. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of like what, what we accomplished. Yeah, it was definitely kind of just rave reviews. Like you said, it was only a minute or so, but just the way it was done and the way it was produced. Is that produced by the NWA to give an AEW, or is that produced by AEW while you're there? It was AEW. Very well done. Very well shot. It just—it was one of those things where it's like, wow, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know she would, they were bringing her in. Like that was cool. Were you shocked at all that you know they decided that they were bringing you in? Like you said. Tony Khan and maybe Billy Corgan and the head honchos are making that decision, but were you surprised when you said, hey, you know, you're going to be in AEW? I, I always say that uh, when things are written on your book of life and, and your career, and if they're meant to happen, they're meant to happen. Um, that moment was meant to happen in my career. Um, I was, I mean, I was surprised that I was going to go to uh, All Out, but um but no, I knew that um, something like this will happen in my career, and um, and and I'm I'm glad that that I was able to do it. Like we said, you beat Serena on TV, then All Out pay per view comes, so now you know you get in your second match. You wrestle Sheeta, and you take the loss, but a good match. What did you kind of think of not only being on the pay per view, but what did you think about the match? I had a I had a great time. Um, besides, you know the the whole prior to the, the the prelude of the match, it was sort of harsh. Um, uh, the, I can tell you, like, I can I can go and watch that match and, and feel proud of myself and feel proud of uh, what Sheeta and I were able to accomplish during that night. Um, uh, it, it was, it was magical. It was, I was on my A game um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I can tell you, like, I would love to go back and do it 20 times again for 30 minutes, one hour, like, I don't know. I, I won't be ready for anything. Um, I really enjoy it very much. Is the door always open for you to return to AEW? I have no clue, man. If I, if I knew, I would, I, I, I guess I will tell you, but I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, right? You, you kind of don't know. You could be back. You could be back. It's an interesting spot to be in. Yeah, I mean, if it is, like I said, if it is in, is there, it will be there. If it's not, it's not. I'm, I mean, I'm like, I keep moving forward. I keep training. I keep focusing on on my on my personal goals, on, on my wrestling, on my MMA career, and that's what I focus on. I always focus first on the present. So uh, when future opportunities come, I'm ready for them. As far as AEW, you would defend the NWA title against Ivalice as well. So I mean, there was more than just a few matches. So you were kind of used a few times there. 
with that match with Ivalice, I know you know there was some controversy over it. Did you find any controversy in it? Was there some stiffness going on in that match? Um, I have no comment on that, honestly. Yeah, interesting. She had this kind of the same thing. She really wouldn't comment on it either. And then obviously you and Cheetah beat Ivalice and, and uh, Diamante in, in a tag match as well. Any sort of heat there, or, or you only want to get into it? Um, you know, it's 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 no comment. There's no comment on that. <laughs> there was just the only thing she said that I saw, and I I didn't interview her. I was just reading it online. She said that she's the veteran of the match, or something like that. I, I just kind of didn't understand what she meant by that. Um, she said she's the veteran. I, that was like her only comment. I, I don't know if you know what that means or or, or not. I don't know. Maybe she wants to make a T-shirt on that. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. It was an accident. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. I, no, I, I was thinking. I was like, oh wow, controversial comment by me. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like, oh my God, that's not funny. I'm so sorry. Um, I was thinking. I was. I was saying. I guess the doors open for uh, for AEW to return, but it was interesting to see you and your MMA career. And the maturation of that, I know you took a loss in your first fight, but it's great seeing the behind the scenes and the training and all that other stuff. I mean, you're really, really kind of taking to MMA. Yes, man. I mean, Jesus, like today I can tell you I trained for six hours. And it's so drooling and, like, I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm, like, beat because it's just like when I started doing professional wrestling, I want to be the best that I can and I'm, I'm training with high-level guys. I don't train with, like, mostly, like, when I do extra training, I only train with guys that are, like, 60, 70 pounds bigger than me that hit so hard. But um, they want me to just, you know, be just as good as they are so I can, um, on my second fight, I can I can get the W. Because that's, like, the only thing that is in my mind. Every time I get in the ring, no matter how tired I am, no matter how much it sucks, um, that's the only thing that I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on. Um, it's, it's just, like to learn, to get better, and, and just to be to be ready for that when when that comes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, although I, I, I took the loss on, on that fight, but I had no amateur experience, no no sort of like any – I never uh, did any um, competitions for jiu-jitsu. I never did any smokers for striking, so everything was brand new. I literally was like, all right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going pro. This is this is pretty crazy. So uh, this this is my life. I go all or nothing. Yeah, you fought for uh, Combate Americas, lost to Nadine Medano, and really, it's just kind of like you said. It's kind of shocking because you have no experience, like you said, no amateur things. Usually, people don't kind of jump into a big organization like that. Was that a, a ton of pressure on you? Because it seems like wow, like you said, no amateur fights. You're really kind of just jumping right into the fire pressure man like I mean um were you fighting somebody that is not as known as you are you already had a following you know um if you lose like imagine like there was a lot of like the comments like oh don't 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 pull a CM Punk many people were telling me that don't pull a CM Punk don't pull a CM Punk and I was just like I mean people don't understand like the the amount of training necessary for this kind of this kind of fights is like you're trained for months to be in the cage for 15 minutes um, and and it can be over in like thirty seconds. It can be over in like five seconds. So all that training, it could be over in like quick, or you can you know go in the distance, which I did. Like I I did three rounds and I lost by decision. Um, 
and I was only taken once, and and I got caught one time, and that was pretty much it. Like, there was nothing really terrible that happened to me. It was I gained so much experience, and I gained so much confidence after that. Um, it, 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 like I said, it's it's and now even more than ever, I come with a lot more pressure because I have to win this fight. I have to. There's no like, well, if, if I lose it, well, for you, like we still support you. No, no, it's not, not a lot. Um, but it just you can imagine like being a professional wrestler. This is my this is my my livelihood, professional wrestling. I travel so much. I'm defending championships. I am the owner of a wrestling promotion. So like things that have changed drastically. My following is bigger now. I've been in international TV. Um, so uh, yeah, that's why I take this very serious. So one like I said, once I'm not wrestling, I'm not doing all that. I am focusing. 100% on on becoming a better a better fighter and a better person in the ground because that helps me so much in the ring on everything conditioning on storytelling on grappling on everything because like I said it just builds confidence that I didn't have I mean I I had it but it's even more so so yeah I'm just like I said I'm I'm very driven and and, and very excited that keeps me, actually exciting keeps me sane which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that seems opposite of of what it should be. <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, sometimes you go through, through things in life that you have no control. But when you are training for MMA or you're doing jiu-jitsu, you have control of what you can do. Pretty either you get punched or you, you duck the punch. So it's like you you it's like a laser focus. You get so laser focused and, and it just... Um, a lot of people, one of my uh, teammates, he's, uh, he's like, I call him our leader. Like today he was asking, I was like, I don't care. I don't know what you fight for. If it's for money, if it's for, you know, fame, if it's for fun, if it's for pleasure, if it's for to keep you sane, just do it and do it right and just be here. And that's what I, when I go there, I go there, I train super hard and, and, and it keeps me sane. It is, like you said, it is kind of like just throwing you right to the fire that you have a following you know, you have a name from pro wrestling. So it's one of those things where it's like you don't want to lose, but they don't expect you to win, you know, to a certain ex- extent. They don't want you to pull CM Punk. So it, it is such a weird situation. But, I mean, it's great that you could do that and be believable and, and pull it off because, you know, toughness, skill, athleticism. Like you said, you don't have necessarily have a background. Uh, of MMA and doing stuff. So, I mean, I think it's just pretty impressive overall that you're able to just jump into the sport and really, you know, do pro wrestlers like uh, justice. You know, maybe Punk didn't make pro wrestlers look that good, but, you know, like Sakuraba and Brock Lesnar, obviously the pro wrestlers can have success in MMA. Well, yeah. I mean, the ones that you mentioned, they had a background on, on uh, amateur wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. in, in yep. Were very decorated. So, like, if you have that, I mean, it's it's different. When you when you're a pro wrestler like me or CM Punk, is that like you're learning everything from scratch, and he's being put with high level guys from the UFC. It's not like you're going promotion in in your city, and you're like, hey, give me something that I can be. Okay, cool. Here it is. Like, no, it's like you're fighting people that have like six, fourteen years of experience, and yeah, they might not have a great record. Like they still, you know, they're they're killers. They're that that's their life. They are fighters. They they live, breathe, and uh, cry fighting. And it's just like we're like, hey guys, we have a following. Let's let's get in, let's get in the cage. You know, it's, it's 
It's like when somebody comes and, and has has that match and is like, you didn't pay your dues kind of thing. Do you think that a lot of the girls are kind of like gunning for you at all because you have that name? No, I think, um, I mean, that probably like will underestimate me a lot because I'm a pro wrestler and wrestling is fake, which there's nothing fake about all the injuries and all the pain that we go through. Um, and, but, um, but once I get in the cage, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't back down. I, I my, my, my teammates, I don't back down even if I get punched. I keep going. <laughs> I keep going because I want it so bad. Is it an easy transition, like pro wrestling to MMA, or is it really hard pro wrestling to MMA? Because there are some things, obviously, they say like the uh, pro wrestling is like the, the godfather uh, of MMA, really. Um, obviously, it's more it is a shoot, but do you think it uh, gives you any sort of transition, or do you think that there's any sort of kind of help knowing the pro wrestling background into the MMA world? Yeah, I think uh, the level of toughness that a lot of us pro wrestlers have is, is unmatched to uh, to other sports. I mean, like I was telling you, the, the level of pain that we have to go through to get our bodies used to bumping, get, getting used to being hit multiple times, you know, doing stuff on the concrete, doing some crazy stuff like that, it really, like, toughens um, you up. Like, I, I remember when I got in the shark tank, we call it shark tank, the first night of MMA, um, I think I was going to last. I mean, I lasted, like, the rounds that they asked me, and I keep coming back, and I was like, man, this girl sucks, but she keeps coming back. <laughs> so, um, and then another thing that I, I think a lot of, well, at least me, I, I feel very comfortable against the cage because I'm so used to being against the ropes. And it's just kind of like it made me much more comfortable when I'm I'm, I'm fighting in, in in that aspect, right? And it's just like again, it's it's just the level of toughness. Like I I, I don't give up. I just don't give up. As much as as much as it hurts, and as much as like I I want to give up. I that's my thing. When I give up, the days the days I give up on myself, I get so upset at myself because it's not like they choke me or like anything. So I just give up. And it's like you can't have the mentality when you're coming into the into the arena. Ever. What what made you want to get into MMA in the first place? I had a challenge. Um, I was getting I was getting kind of like stale with wrestling, and um, there was a, like a lot of like transition happening after Lucha Underground. Like there was like nothing really like in terms of wrestling that I was interested um, in. Fighting kind of was just there, and it was like okay, let me start training. And you know what? I'm the type of person once I do something, I go like a thousand percent on it. So they're like, hey, are you interested in doing a fight? Yeah, let me start training, and then I'll sign a contract and see, you know, if if it's if even, like, capable of me doing something crazy like this. So, and that's what I did, and I've been training for about a year now, MMA. And how did Combat to Americas, how did they find you? Like, did, I mean, obviously they know you because you have a name, but is that something like Alberto Del Rio finds you? Like, who is actually signing you to, to Combate? Well, Alberto, I was doing a lot of, like, volunteer work with Alberto and uh, local communities here. And um, it happens that he asked me if I was interested in doing it because Sexy Stars signed prior to me signing, and they were looking for more women and people that did crossover. Uh, so I talked to my husband, and we both made the decision, and I said, yes, 
and I started doing it. Was he nervous at all that you were getting in? Very, very nervous. But now my son, he was like, I just want to see you fight because I know you can fight now. So <laughs> he's he's excited. When I told him that I'm gonna get another fight, he was like, "Okay, I want to see you do. I want to see you do it better than last time. Cause I know you will do better." That's funny. He's he's trying to get your confidence up too. Like he's trying to say, "Hey, I I think you do better." Yeah, I mean, he um he was like terrified, and then he watches my match like every like once a month. He loves you. Uh, he loves UFC. He loves uh, MMA and boxing. So we watch a lot of MMA together after either in between his breaks from school. Uh, and he was like, oh, let's watch your match. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And she was like, see, you could have thrown more punches here. You could have done more things here. And I was like, but I was like, I didn't know how to do all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you've taken to, like, the best, the grappling aspect, the, the boxing aspect, the kickboxing? What do you think you took you know, aspect the best, grappling? I think grappling was like the one that um I did I did the best um I mean she definitely couldn't take me down so defending I was um, I was very defensive back then um she only took me down once and it was all against the cage all my my fight was mostly against the cage and on my corner she was like I gotta be if I'm gonna be against the cage I got to be on my corner so I can listen to my coaches talk to me and um. There was one occasion and when I was able to, like, reverse something, and I should have just gone and finished her right there. But I was like, oh, oh you know, it was like, go on split second. And then she then she took over again, so. That's all it takes in a fight is that one split second. Could even be a little bit inexperienced or, or not being quick enough to, 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 you know, make your next move, and, and that could cost you the fight. Yeah, I think it was more inexperienced. I was like, I wasn't able to capitalize on that little opening that I had because again uh, fighting has psychology too so I was very very green on that as far as future fights I know you're doing training six hours a day at some points any future fights on the horizon have they mentioned anything about you know your second fight yes yes absolutely um I I talked to combate and um um we're seeing before either before they start or when they start, like I wanted to have one one more fight before I uh, step into La Jaula again in combat, so I can get my feet wet again, and so I, I'm more ready. Just the bigger stage, like I probably will have a local fight uh, by February. That's what we're looking at. Nice, nice, and you'll be uh, you'll be ready for that. That's cool. Yeah, so that means I might be taking a little bit of time from from professional wrestling so I can focus on on my fight camp. Just going back to wrestling for a second, hard times pay-per-view for the NWA, obviously uh, being a part of the NWA, it's not going anywhere. It's still, you know, still alive, still vibrant. When you won the NWA Women's World title at the hard times pay-per-view, you beat Allison Kay. Did that mean a lot to you? Is that like a, a big thing for you? Because, you know, as a fan, it's like, wow, this is, this is huge. This is such a, a momentous thing for you as the wrestler that actually is doing it. Is that a big moment for you? Absolutely, because no matter what happens in the future, no matter if I'm like 90, 100, my name is going to be written in the history book. As the first Mexican-born professional wrestler to earn the NWA Women's title. Such a cool honor, like you said, first Mexican-born too, which is very cool. Us as a fan, we're always like, wow, NWA world title. You know, it's prestigious. It's big. You really kind of 
put women's wrestling back on the map. Not to say that Alice Cater wasn't doing a good job, but I feel like there was a, a bit of a um, like a resurgence there. I mean, so many fans kind of got to know you at this point, but you were really getting over. Did you feel like that energy uh, from the you know in that vibe from the fans? I mean, you really kind of got over big time. I did. I did. My whole point when I came out of those curtains with no music, at me, myself, and I was to make sure I connected emotionally with the fans, even if I was a heel or if I was a baby face. doesn't really matter. If they like you, they like you. No matter how evil you are, no matter how vicious you are, they still, like, they crave for that. They, I feel that um, uh, Sandra Rosa brought something different to the table, and it's like, it's some, although it's like I'm, Sandra Rosa is still a character, there's something very genuine about her that demands attention, that a lot of the fans were draw, drawn into that. Even before I, you know, get any moves on, on in the ring. So, um, and that's like my whole goal anywhere that I go, even if it's a small arena, big arena, um, when I come out of that curtain, people know who I am. And that's the thing with NWA and NWA Powered. Like you said, there was no music. Maybe there should be, but, you know, really, if you just think about, okay, there's no music, how is the person going to connect? And it's really, especially in that studio, it's like sink or swim. You were one of the ones that really excelled. Is that something that Billy Corgan or maybe you know, whoever is in charge in the back is kind of mentioning that to you? Like, hey, you know, you, you're really getting over strong. You and maybe like Nick Aldis really excelled probably the most in that atmosphere. Um, I think it was uh, people started noticing more once people start talking more on social media about, oh, I want to see this person, oh, this person did a great job, or um, their reaction. I think that their reaction, especially the, the reaction is mostly positive. Sometimes you have a lot of, like, uh, instances where you have matches and, and fans are very critical of it. But I will say that 99.9% of fans have been extremely positive to the Thunder Rosa brand. Um, you know, bookers look at that, specifically Billy. He's been looking at that because in times of the pandemic, I will say I am, if not the only one, the only female wrestler or wrestler who was the most talked for the last three, four months. Yeah, if you think about it, really, with you being a part of UWN, and obviously the match with Priscilla Kelly, there was a lot of chatter, a lot of talk about you in, in AEW. Really, I mean, just your, the promo, like you said, it was only a minute, but it was so impactful. People were so interested, so invested in the character. It's just one of those things, you're right, it, you have gotten over big time, and you've been a part of UWN, NWA, AEW. See, there's a lot of different segments of wrestling fans that are getting to see you, So, which it's great, and you're getting over. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the point. If you get over, that means you sell tickets. That means people are going to purchase um, streaming um, dates, and that's money, that's money for the company no matter what. So, um, and that's goal number one. If you're going to be a wrestler, you have to be a draw. You have to, like, make sure that people are invested in your brand. Therefore, they're going to be invested on whatever you go and, and whatever you're doing with whoever you are. You know, so I, it, it's a win-win. Now, as we head towards the finish, we head towards the wind down here. 
It's just kind of a generic question, but I just like to ask because you never know the answer you're going to get. Some guys, I mean, you know, and girls give just like great answers to it. Some are, you know, iffy on it, but I'm just always curious. Favorite match, favorite opponent. Is there something out there where, you know, us, we should go out maybe YouTube or wherever and seek out a Thunder Rosa match? Man, I, ay, 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 ay. That's a good one. Uh, that you already mentioned them, like those are like my favorite ones. Uh, it's Allison K. Definitely uh, the last one was during the need. Like there was a lot of people liked that a lot. Um, I had one with Mercedes Martinez that we went 25 minutes. That one has like almost three million views or two and a half million views. Uh, with a really, I had a lot of fun on that one. Um, I don't know. It's, I just have to go on YouTube and, and search some of my matches. Not the one from like six years ago though. <laughs> but I will say the most recent ones from like a year to now. I mean, I have pretty solid matches. Um, um, I honestly, man, like right now with pro wrestling, um, I'm really focusing on more than only like, man, I want to go here, I want to go there. I really want to make a difference in the business as far as like bringing women's wrestling to another level. And I'm talking just about me being in the ring. I'm talking about bringing all these women together to make a difference so people can really see that we deserve time. That's the one that I'm getting uh, next Tuesday. 20-minute matches, main events, semi-main events, or main eventing every other show. I don't know. I feel like that right now for 2021, that's my goal. And like you said, don't maybe don't look for the Cobra Moon matches. Maybe look for the just the, the uh, Thunder Rosa matches, I guess. Although um, the match in WOW against Tessa Blanchard for when it was a world title match for WOW, very talked about match as well. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I know that um, the United League, they have highlighted many women in the last couple of weeks. They usually have two two women's matches. And, and, and like I said, like, that's the focus. Like, uh, I would like for us not to only have two, but have three. And, and start making that, you know, statement by working with other people that people can see that they can work and maybe they can give them another opportunity and start doing that. So, like I said, as long as I'm in the ring with somebody else, you know you're going to have a, a, a decent match and it's going to be entertaining and it's going to be fun. But I want to make sure that whoever I'm working with, when they bring them back, like it, it, the same thing happens. So, um, yeah, I'm focusing a lot, a lot on, on, on bringing – like I said on that promo, putting women's wrestling on the map, not for a negative, but for a positive way. So let's just say it's a couple of years down the road, and, and you said you want to put women's wrestling on the map. Where do you see yourself in a couple of years? Still wrestling more, doing MMA more, doing both? Like, where do you kind of see yourself in a few years as far as your career? I think I'm, I'm going to be a uh, very successful owner of a female promotion that will be traveling all around the country and probably the world, uh, bringing new talent, giving opportunities to other women that have not have been highlighted, and um, working on uh, two or three other businesses that have to do with wrestling, but it doesn't necessarily have to be wrestling. And if I am wrestling, I'm probably going to be in a, in a big company. But if not, I'm going to still be making a very decent living and being and following my, my goals and dreams. 
Love it. And of course, United Wrestling Network's Primetime Live every Tuesday on Fight TV. Also, you can get it on In Demand, which is the traditional pay-per-view as well. And Rosa, please give us all your social media plugs as well. You can find me at Sandrosa22 on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also find me on YouTube, and you can watch my old blogs. And if you want to purchase my merchandise or videos and stuff, you can go to www.sandrosa.net. Good stuff, Thunder Rosa. And, of course, everyone, definitely check her out as she will be main eventing quite a bit for the United Wrestling Network, which is nice and good and refreshing to see. So, Thunder Rosa, thank you so much for all the time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I apologize for hanging up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was too controversial. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate it. You have a great night. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.